what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Corner 3 Podcast. We're coming at you like you're sitting in the front row during a Joakim Noah free throw this week. Tim Danny here, excited for an song with my good pals as always, Alex Derrickson. Hi, Tim. How are you, buddy? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm so happy to see you in yeah, person. I know. Last time we did this, things did not go our way. I know. Oh, the shame. But hey, we've got it going this week with Sean Mackey as well. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. 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 You are here. We're um, in your house. We're very exciting. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, my dining room. Call Montel Jordan because this is how we do it. I never eat in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for the first time in a while, we don't have a guest, but that's okay because we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. We're going to bring back an old Corner 3 classic in our 22 episodes called Who You Loving and Who You Not Loving. So, gentlemen, the NBA has had a crazy week with a lot of things coming in and out. But Alex, who are you loving to start this week? I'm loving Marching Gortat. Yeah, man. I, I'm a man who loves his Gortat. And Gortat spoke t- uh, today or pre- uh, prior to the funeral game between the Celtics and the Wizards that will be going on concurrently with this episode. He said, quote, Don't blame me, please. <laughs> <laughs> Marching Gortat, you are forgiven and no one is blaming you. <laughs> I still blame for this Phoenix day, so... He was good on Phoenix. He was better as Dwight's backup in Orlando. That's, that's, that's that was true. that was <clears throat> know your role. Yep. Yeah, know your role. Know your role and get that fuck money. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean, what about you, man? What jumps out this week? I'm loving Sam Decker. What? Sam Decker, the detective from Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, is yes one of his relatives. Um... Yeah, he had two really good games this week. Uh, they played Memphis, had a career high, 30 points, two steals, four rebounds. He was also 6 for 11 on threes. <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> well, it begs the question. If he's available, are you picking him up in fantasy? Um, no. Are you going to ride that Decker train? No, no. double Decker? De- no, no, I'm not. He followed the game up on Saturday uh, with a game... The following week, where he had 17 points, seven rebounds, two assists, where he didn't shoot quite as well. He was one for seven on threes, but those two games alone have brought his name into recognition. Just one of the guys who's been stepping up for the Houston Rockets, who are pretty incredible right now, guys. They are, man. Currently on ESPN Fantasy, if you're eyeballing Sam Decker, 4.4% owned. So chances are, unless you're in one of those 4.4% leagues, you can get Sam Decker and ride that double decker bus. Yes. The Sean Macker double decker. Yes, it has my seal of approval. I mean, it's crazy to think that, like, Houston has the third best record in the NBA. Yeah. Like, I didn't. I didn't picture it turning out like this when we had Chris Axman on the show. We talked about how he thought that, you know, the offense with D'Antoni was going to. You know, really help James Harden, and it has made him an MVP candidate. He could win it. I don't know. Um, but that team, they they don't really, besides Harden, they don't really have any other stars. So a guy like Decker coming off and, and being that guy, being a little Tony Kukoc, you know, it's it's nice to see. It is, and that's, um, you know, that Rockets team's so fun. Um, we know Alex loves Clint Capella. And he's been so good for them. Um, Patrick Beverly, who I've talked about on the show, I love what he's doing for that team. So, sure. And obviously Harden is just unbelievable. I also love Pat Beverly's rivalry with Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Every time they play each other, it's just vile. Was well, it the game when they beat Oklahoma City in Chesapeake Bay Arena? 
and he actually tackled D'Antoni at the end of the game after they walked <laughs> It's terrific. It's awesome. Um, for me, guys, um, I've been, you know, I picked this guy to win Rookie of the Year. Uh, his team is seven of the last ten. They have the best record in 2017 right now in the NBA. They've been on a roll. They're winning. And in the Eastern Conference, they're chasing for the eighth seed because anyone can have it. Uh, Brett Brown's crew in the Philadelphia 76ers are led by none other than the process himself, Joel Embiid, right now. Look at this. For 36 minutes, he is one of the top uses rates in the league. He's being treated like a superstar, playing less games than everyone, less minutes than everybody else. Their bench, you know, you talk about guys like T.J. McConnell, who I mentioned last week, could be a good guy for the Cavs pickup, has played really well for them. Uh, right now, from what I'm reading, is their game plan, granted this could be fake news, is Ben Simmons could be back after the All-Star break. That is such fake news. <laughs> there is no way his agent is going to let him play, Tim. Where's you know this. No, no, this is someone stirring the pot. This is not. This is not real. You're saying NBA.com stirs the pot? Yes, I do. Are you saying Steve? I feel like is I, a liar? I feel like NBA.com is is kind of a kind of a company man. So I mean, <laughs> just I'm just gonna throw that out there. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's gonna play. But I cannot wait to see him team up with Embiid next year. And if they get a point guard, well, well, Ben, the, I ben, ben Simmons might be guard. that guy. But I mean, they go get. Like I know you guys don't follow college basketball. Like I do like a Markel Fultz. Yes, yes, definitely. Holy crap, he can't shoot. Markel Fultz can't. But then again, Ben Simmons can't either. Yeah, that's that, that's gonna that's gonna be something that that hurts him. Like right now, Ilyasova is quietly having a career season is, for them. Yeah. That was a great trade for them. Um, yeah, and and Jerry Grant's worked out well in Oklahoma City. Yeah, and and you know the 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 Sixers they've they've got some some good pieces, but they've got to move at least one of the big guys. Um, we had Ben Golliver on a couple weeks ago, and Andrew Sharp, who is his co-host on the uh, on his podcast, um, he actually talked about he was at a Sixers game, and all the NBA executives that he were t- was talking to at the game said the next team that's not Cleveland or Golden State to win the title with what they're putting together is going to be the Philadelphia 76ers. Wow, that's crazy to me. Shout out to the game Triple H. Yeah, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Paul for- Beck. Paul Vec. Hey, I'm a Mark. <laughs> it's okay. For replying to Joel Embiid, who tweeted a video of him, was it, he was just spitting water or whatever. He no, was introduced he, as the process, yes. and they played Triple H's interview. That was it. And, and he tweeted a photo of him, like, hyping up another teammate, and just tweeted at Triple H and said, I learned that from watching you. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. It was. And, and Triple H tweeted back, and I think he said, to, like, to trust the process, yeah. you have to play the game. Yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. That so. is cool. And I have a feeling that pretty soon, because NB is going to probably be Aziz's next shoe deal. I have a feeling that's going to be a big thing for him. <laughs> I love how shoe deals are like your next thing. You're like shaking your head, just going, yeah, he's going to have that shoe deal. That's it's a gonna, huge deal for this player. It's going to be really man. big. Uh, like, big shoe deal. Like Wiggins has his ugly ass crazy boost, but people love the hell out of him. You know, he's going to get a shoe deal. It's inevitable, yeah. Tim. He's going to get one. But it's it's nice to have, I think, such a boisterous personality on Philadelphia, too, right? Jesus. Is, oh, yeah. Is, I mean, you haven't had that since Iverson yeah. in any Philadelphia sport. So I think to kind of put, like, a really young, youthful face who is talented, who can back it up, who's been worth the wait, you know, I, I think that's really great for that city because, as I've said before when we did our season previews, the rising tide raises all ships. So to kind of, for Philadelphia to be good is going to be good for the NBA. It's going to be good for the Atlantic Division. I'm genuinely excited for their future. Yes. I agree, and I think that Brett Brown probably the right guy to lead that team too. 
Hopefully, I, yeah. I think Philadelphia knows that too right now. Yeah. You know, they the the players are really responding to him, and I I, I hope they keep him on, and I hope like, that yeah, like Robert Covington, like who the hell thought he'd be an impact player? Well, he's on the Sixers, so right. you know, I mean, no one else. A lot of those guys, you know. Like Covington, you know, like a guy like Covington could go get a deal anywhere else now. Sure. I think I, he, he could get a deal someplace else. But the fact that he was, he's there, you know, I mean, and he wasn't anywhere else, you know. So it's it's one of those things where they're building some some talents. They do have a big man glut. They got to get rid of one. Noah or Okafor? Who do you trade? We probably you talked Noel about Noel or Okafor? Noel, yes. Um, talent level. I'd keep Noel. Better return Noel. Okay. I don't... I just... I mean, I know you're a little higher on Jaleel than I am. I don't think Jaleel's really had the opportunity, and he's on a really crappy team. You know, it, he. I think he could be kind of a Brook Lopez-type player if he had a little bit more going for him. But when Embiid came out this year on fire, and you also played the same position as Embiid, and you're also a guy who just came out of college and won a... NCAA title. I mean, I wouldn't want to play second fiddle to a guy who was injured for two years. I get that, and you know, but at the same point, like, this is a guy that could barely crack the lineup when Norris Noel was hurt. True, true. I just, I, I think he's worth, I think he's worth a pickup someplace down the line. I don't know if he's a starter. I don't know what's going on. I mean, he had a, he didn't have a bad rookie year. It no. wasn't, it wasn't terrible or anything, but you know. If I'm assembling a team, and say, like, if there is any team in the NBA that you guys can just rattle off on the top of your heads that has a big man who is great on offense but kind of a liability on defense, I would take a flyer on Nerlens Noel, put him, yeah. slot him next to your offensive big, tell Noel all he has to do is defend, block, and rebound. If you get an offensive rebound, dunk it. And just focus that, let one dude, kind of like, like a Duncan Robinson kind of deal, yeah. where... The one hand kind of washes the other, and I think that would benefit Noel. You hear that, Tibbs? <laughs> you know, I, it's funny you say that. Like, there's not many like power forwards that play that role these days. Yeah, Gorgie Jang is one of them. Yes, you know the power forward. Usually, it's the other way. You got the you got the center rebounding the ball, playing the D. Right. You know, not a great shooter. Now every center can shoot. Yeah. All of a sudden, I don't know what happened. They all went out three point shooting this summer. Every one of them can shoot threes. It's amazing. Yeah. It's fun. It I, and I love it. I think that spreading the floor is just it makes the game that much more fun. Yeah, I'm definitely like basketball the basketball fan that loves three points or dunks and that's it. I don't give a shit about this bed rage game. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you want to see the fun stuff. That's right. why we're, that's why we're there. So on the other end of that, there's some not loving stuff. So you're a bit upset about something. I. Am. You are mad, but good news for you. We live in a world of alternative facts. So Russell Westbrook, NBA All Star starter. <laughs> uh, that it's true. Alex was right. <laughs> Period. Period. <laughs> so yeah. so All Star Russell, we- All Star starter Russell Westbrook. Let's go. Yeah. So um, I just don't understand this. Like I get it's a popularity vote. The most 30, 10, and 10 games in one season since 83-84. He's averaging a triple-double. He has his team fighting for a five seed in the West, which is not easy to do. In the he, West. Right, exactly. Like in the East, they'd be the best team in there besides Cleveland Toronto. But 
This is a guy that's done so much. He is so he's played so well. He plays at a high level every night. He doesn't get tired, and he actually cares about the All Star game. Like he has said before, he wants to go out there and win the All Star game MVP, which he's done twice, mind you. And then we're not going to start him because. Steph Curry's there, and I understand. I like Steph Curry. He's a great player. Mm-hmm. He's done a lot of wonderful things in the NBA. Unanimous MVP, which LeBron should have won that anyway, and all these things in there and there. But Russell Westbrook has been, you know, besides you can argue between him and Harden, who's been the best player in the league this year. Yeah, yeah. America, I love you. We have a strong, weird way lately of fucking up ballots. We need to stop that. <laughs> See, I. <laughs> The All-Star game has always been this way, though. I mean, I know they let players vote this year. But as, as Ben said in an earlier episode available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, uh, <laughs> the episode with Ben Golliver from Sports Illustrated. You like Florida uh, College, not all the But, no, he compared that there's a All-Star Electoral College to kind of balance stuff out like yeah. that. So does this show that the system is still inherently flawed? Yes. Or Oh, yeah. It is. I mean, I, well, the player vote was kind of a mockery. Yeah, but at the same time, because Gordon Hayward was eighth, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> Shaq voted him. Is he's going to make the team, is, Alex. Is it a, I don't want to be sad. He will. Is it no, a he's situation going to. where you still sometimes can't outweigh that popular vote, and you can't outweigh that fan vote? Is that a situation I mean, where, like... Yeah, you can't, because this is... Because we got Butler in on the East. We got... By you the know, way, Kudos going 5 for 5 on the East. Thank you. Hashtag yes. Alex was right. But <laughs> it was... It's a situation, I think, where is Steph Curry too popular to rein in? Yeah, I mean, he's 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 a two-time defending MVP. Right. On probably what is his has slowly become the, the most popular... best player on that team. And he he is the second best player on the team. He is behind Steve Kerr, right? Which there's nothing wrong with that. Kyrie Irving's <laughs> the second best player on his team, and he's starting. I, yeah, and I you know what I, I I understand what you're saying, but he's the LeBron of the West. He okay. is. Who do you is. want to see more in this All Star game playing? Like full more minutes. Westbrook, who you know is going to run down the court up and down, who's going to insult Kevin Durant when he dunks or something, who's going to probably fight somebody because he's Russell Westbrook and gives a shit about this. Or Steph Curry is just going to go out there hit a three. And go okay. Like this. Here's the thing. Is if the game is close, you will see Westbrook on the court more. I oh agree. yeah, completely. The later in the game, you're going to see way more Westbrook. I think That's overall, you're going to see that. right. It's the principle of the thing. Right. right. It and goes we'll... back to you're upset that there's no starter for the center position, and you know Demarcus Cousins is considered a forward in this, which is right. total horse shit too. I'm really glad Anthony Davis is starting, by the way. Yeah. But I think that the best player needs to be playing, and no disrespect to Steph Curry in that circumstance. But He's up there. He's he up there. Yes. But this year, on a tiny time base, and I get part of that's because Kevin Durant's there. It is. Russell Westbrook. But they, they brought him there, and you know what? That's what they have to deal with, right? Durant's been the best player on that team. He has been the best player on that He's team. He's been unbelievable. I completely agree. I completely but he has no agree. business winning MVP. But Russell Westbrook's been the best player in the West. Exactly. Behind, Harden, second, maybe only to James Harden. That's close, because yes. stats say Westbrook... We all know I love Perform- my advanced statistics say Harden. Performance says Harden, yeah. Player efficiency rating says Harden. So. <laughs> well, and team record says Harden right now as well, too. But yeah. he's literally carried that team out of the basement. Okay, but he has Ryan Anderson, who's not a bad number two. Yeah, but he's... We're talking about a guy that has Victor Oladipo that he's carrying. Steven Adams has played well. Enos Kanter's been the, one of the best. I know, they have, they have nothing without him. I completely agree. Yeah, I like, completely agree. I think that Enos Kanter's been a great, great rest, like, uh, argument for sixth man of the year this year. He's yeah. awesome. That was he genius to, pull them off, to bring him off the bench. Yes. Because yeah. yes. you get your more offensive big to kind of shred your exactly. defender's second unit. But, 
Yeah, I mean, the Thunder are doing a lot of things right, but yeah, I definitely more on your side. I think the stats would represent... that The stats tell a far different story, that there's definitely a far superior player this season. But different setups, different teams, different sure. styles. It's it's a toss-up. Free Westbrook. <sighs> All-Star Games of Popularity Contest, guys. No, they wanna, I know. They want to they see who they want to see. The fans are speaking. I, I'm going to support the fans. If they want to vote in ye... That's fine. No, they want to do it. I don't look. You're wrong. Man. I know I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. But if that's what they want to see, now, when like the the Zaz, I'm just joking about the Yi thing. But like the Jaja thing, like this was the Jaja thing that was put to rest. He would have yeah. made it. Yeah. yeah. Dwayne Wade that was put to rest. Also mm-hmm. put to rest, which was good. Yeah. But I don't think Jaja would have made it, even if they wouldn't have done the player vote this year. Just because they don't want to see that. Side note before you guys put your chime in on this segment. Any issues at all with Zaza knocking down Russell Westbrook the way he did? I didn't see that. You know, I watched it twice, Tim. And he's a you big... Think he flopped? He, I, I think he overreacted. Him turning over and then putting his face towards the floor and everything. Yeah, this is what players do now. They, they want to get the most out of their call... It was a really dirty screen. It was dirty. It was a dirty screen. But Russell Westbrook is like, what, 1% body fat? Come on. Come on. I mean, I know Zsa's a big ogre. I mean, it looked dirty from when it... It was just like that LeBron flop from a week, a few weeks ago. It You're looked... both my dudes in this. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is personal. <laughs> on the topic of dirty screens, do you remember we were playing? we were playing a pickup game and it was me, you, and uh, Jess, and a couple other people. Yes. And I think Jess was on your team, and I was on whatever team you guys weren't on. And Jess set you. You had the ball. Jess sets the screen for uh, for you, or like a pick for me, or whatever. And he's shirtless. And Jess is probably six four, two fifty at the time, just sweat and wetty, wet and sweaty. And like Sean goes right, and I just go. <laughs> Like, just smack face first between his breasts. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh. I do remember that. And he looks at me and goes, you're pregnant with my kid now. <laughs> nice way to chime in for Alex. <laughs> dirty screen. Dirty screen. What's upsetting you in the league? Uh, I think we're going to circle back on this later. But the Cavs bench is the only team in the NBA that is bottom four in points, assists, rebounds, steals, blocks, and field goal percentage. LeBron has said the team is top-heavy. True. Which brings us tangentially to what I believe is our topic of the show, (laughs) which is the LeBron rant. Yes! So we want to talk about this, guys? Yeah, we we, we can come back. We can come back to... Now, now let's. Now you say that you know they're they're bottom in points and everything. Now there's a bottom lot of four. bottom four in points and what else? what else? Points, assists, rebounds, steals, blocks, field goal. Pretty much almost pretty, all. Pretty pretty pretty, pretty much you, anything. Yes, it's it's no wonder. Okay, now let's go back. Let's go back a year ago when the Cavs had a pretty good bench. Yeah, they did. Yeah, Real, pretty good. Uh, Richard Jefferson dusted himself off awesome. and was aw- and was totally awesome. Della Dova. Um, Dova. Matthew Della Dova was great. Um, and then you had people like Shumpert, who's still there. But here's the problem with the Cavs, okay? 
they have dug their own grave in this mess, and I'm going to make them lay in it because let me tell you something. Because you're stoked because you've had to hold on to this for a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so, They're still in first, but not as good. Time to strike. So last night, the Cavaliers lose to a Pelicans team who doesn't have Anthony Davis. That only tells half that story. On the same only night, tells the Warriors half. lose to the Heat. And on the same night, the Warriors... It was, it, was, it, was it was the Twilight Zone last night, so... But it's after been the, the game, zone since November. <laughs> so, right. so last night, James went on a tirade. He said, "We're not better than last year from a personal standpoint. We're a top-heavy team. I just hope that we're not satisfied as an organization. I just hope we're not satisfied. How hard it was to do that shit. I just hope we're not satisfied." And then it says, <laughs> James added, "It's like when you don't have bodies. It's tough." The fucking grind of the regular season. We're a top-heavy team. We have a top-heavy team. We top-heavy as shit. It's me, Irving Love. It's top-heavy. <laughs> he's 100% right. And he's, he, is. he is 100% right. But this is the team that they chose. This was it. This is the one that they put together. Now, here's the thing. I respect LeBron. He is the best basketball player in the world he might he might be the best athlete in the world i'm just gonna go ahead and say it next to serena williams you turned the track up right there you can hear sean like choke back vomit (laughs) (laughs) so over the last few years lebron james has gotten contracts for guys on his team big contracts for guys that probably maybe wouldn't have gotten those contracts elsewhere Two years ago was Tristan Thompson. Mm-hmm. Who paid off during the playoffs. Who paid off during the playoffs, no doubt, no yeah, doubt, no doubt, no doubt, run. no doubt. He had his Kurt Rammus run. Now that he's dating a Kardashian, we don't know. I heard she's not allowed around the team, though. I heard that's a LeBron rule. I'm sure, I'm sure. So, so we have that. So last year they give him that money. This offseason, J.R. Smith and them are in a contract dispute. But you're a J.R. guy. I am a JR guy. I love JR. You're a video game JR guy. Love J- no, I, I, <laughs> I like JR. I know, I know. I like JR. Even the literal one day he was a Chicago Bull. So, he gives them all the money. So, so JR Smith gets, gets paid. Thompson gets paid. And then you have Irving, Love, and LeBron on max deals. There's not much money there for a bench. Right. You still got Shump on a good deal right now. He's probably underpaid really if you think about it um he could make something elsewhere but then you have to get rid of matthew della dova because he's gonna want more and he should he played damn good last year he He was he was one of their best players off the bench he was yeah he was in their second unit okay so he's gone mozgov who was good two years prior during the playoffs when they lost to the warriors um he leaves. Didn't have a great season last year, but he still leaves and gets paid. Mm-hmm. Really gets paid. Which was another boneheaded mm. contract. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> and good for him. Good for him. Oh, you yeah. know, good for him. We're not mad at these players. No, we are, not, we are not mad at any of these guys. But you don't discount... When you get rid of those players who really solidify that group, who really, really helped, and then you have someone like J.R. Smith go down and Birdman tears ACL... Or was that what it was? Yeah. Towards ACL. 
he's out for the season. So you have two of your reliable players, you know, one one's a starter, out, and you don't have any way to really replace them. I mean, the Cavs have to be running out of second-round picks at this point. I mean, just going back and forth now. LeBron wants them to bring in someone else. They have nothing to trade. Okay? They have more than enough to compete. But this is kind of... I kind of almost feel like this is on LeBron. The contracts and everything, the big contracts for all these players that he, you know, wanted. He wanted his guys to get set up, which is great. I mean... I think that's awesome because... Yeah, he's a great player, GM. He is. He is. <laughs> You're right. You're right. So, he's mad that they can't do anything right now because they are completely painted in a corner. And I don't understand it. There's not much more that they can do. I mean, I don't know who you move at this point. They just got Kyle Korver as well, well you're, you're which was up, awesome, which was a hell of a, a get for them. Yes. You're coming up on waiver season, too. I know, that's, that's, that was what I'm, that's what I'm coming up on. Yeah. The only way that they are going to get anyone is if someone is bought out mm-hmm. and joins the Cavs. And I don't know. It happens every year. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing that they're going to be able to look at. You know, this whole, you know, well, they're interested in Ricky Rubio. They're interested in Rashawn Rondo. They're interested in any point guard at this point. They will sure, really... they're not interested in Rondo. Let's be real. No, they are. They are. And he, you know what? He would be fine on that team. I when mean, he's surrounded by talent, we've seen what he does. I mean, he's... That's Rondo in his prime. <clears throat> That's Rondo pre But you know what? But injuries. you know what? He's also a smart guy. He's also a smart guy. He's on a crap team right now. Yes. So he he's on a crap team. He's on a crap system. He's on a crap team last Wayne year. Wayne starting to realize that, too, if you're seeing his comments. Yes. Yes. So what do you think they do now besides wait out the waiver season? I don't know because um, there's another comment he makes in there where he said... You know, for Kay Felder, this was a guy that didn't even know if he was going to make the team to be trusted to be our backup point guard. That's really not fair. Mm-hmm. As much as he's a pro it, ball it's player, true. it's true. It's, it's true. true. And then, you know, he talks about DeAndre Liggins. Like, DeAndre Liggins had no idea that for a short period of time, he was going to go from maybe making the team in the summer league and having a great de- season in the D League last they year. They literally don't have anyone on their bench. Right. They literally yeah, they have no one. They have Corver. But Corver is it. Yeah, and they just traded, and, and they just well. traded, and 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 one thing mm. that that he did he did mention, which really did screw them, was Mo Williams retiring. That really screwed them because he could be playing for them right now. Yeah. Okay. Now they wouldn't have Corver without his contract. You know. I'm not. Ups- I mean, I don't know if he used the right words, and this is not going to be being. Defending LeBron, so please don't take it this way. No, no. Um, but I do see where he's coming from because, yeah, they have enough to compete. You're right. They more than enough. But at the same point, yeah. Let's look at this, and he makes the point of what happens if I go down. Who the hell steps in? But that's does Corver start at the three for the Cavaliers? But, but let me tell you something. Yeah. This is the NBA. People that's get it. people people get hurt all the time. It could happen tomorrow. Yeah. Someone could break their mm-hmm. leg. And, okay. and, and what if Kyrie gets hurt? Is Amon Schumper going to run the point guard? No, yes. they're not going to win a title then. Right? They're, they're just, they're just not going to win. But... Because you know what? This is a true statement, okay? To make the NBA Finals and win a title, you need a little bit of luck. And you oh, need yeah. really good health. And you're going to need it to go up against the Warriors or the Spurs this year. So you're going to need that. And if they go down, that's what it is. That's the reason why they didn't win two years ago was because of the health at the end of the season. And you know what? Stuff happens, and it's going to happen. And, I mean, it's so hard to repeat in the NBA, too, oh, as yeah. champions. Especially right now. It's, yeah, right, because, I mean, players bounce back and forth, and, and so many teams are in such a win-now state that there's just this this pool of talent acquisition that's constantly happening. Yes. And, like, 
If that doesn't work, you cut him. Then you sign somebody else. So you trade for someone else and everything like that. And so I think the Cavs' best bet is going to be sitting out the waiver, sitting out until the waiver wire season. It's and their only option. Because, I mean, you know your veterans are going to get traded and then waived to make different trades work to get, mm-hmm. to you know net your trade exceptions and things like that. So, I mean, I have two guys on my short list of who I'd like to see as a Kyrie Irving backup. And I know we've talked about this kind of offhandedly, but uh, I have Jameer Nelson and Ty Lawson. I would love Jameer yeah. Nelson there. I think Jameer Nelson would be a great fit because I think he... He's a bigger point guard. He's a touch more on the physical side, but he can play kind of like a pass first if need be, and he can pick you up the points that like a Mo Williams can give, just mm-hmm. not so much so voluminous. He loves uh, the paint. He yeah, the paint. and Ty Lawson more for the end-to-end speed. Mm-hmm. I think he can fill in that gap if like, Irving goes down or anything like that because for the longest time there was not a faster end-to-end point guard than Ty Lawson. My but wonder about Lawson is... Money. Money, yeah. and he's kind of a head case. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I blame George Carl, but uh, <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> I think George Carl blames George Carl, but uh, yeah, I, I think that Sean, you have a really good point in saying that they don't have a lot of movable assets. Right. They don't. They, have, don't. They, they don't. They've, they've completely. I mean that that and, and that river's dry, man. It's, it's really similar, not to heart back on you know the the ghosts of Bulls past, but when you saw the bench mob constantly start rotating, where it was like. Taj and CJ and Omer and like all these guys and then it kind of became like Taj and CJ and a guy that looks like Corver with a similar haircut then it was just like Taj and you're like oh okay yeah it's it's hard to maintain that that continuity on the bench I think for an uh, NBA uh, team especially yeah. when you're doling out contracts you're completely you're yeah. completely yeah trying to keep a bench especially Impossible. a really good bench together like the Golden State Warriors last year I don't think we'll the closest I think we'll see to consistently having a great bench, like season after season, like three plus seasons, is yeah. the big three with Boston. Yeah. Where they constantly recycled, you know, your Leon Poe's, your Big Babies, your Eddie House, Marbury, they always Brown. They always found Eddie somebody Powell. who yeah. was, they, they always found some guy who is, who knew how to play, who was a little bit past their prime. And could put everything Sort of like aside. a Richard Jefferson. Yeah. Sort of like a Richard yeah. yeah. Like, if, whoever the David West of point guards is, is who the Cavs should be going after. Well, I think, I think, Jameer Nelson, I think he's a perfect fit there. I would love that. Just, as much as and on top of that, the guy the guy has finals experience. Mm-hmm. He's been there before. He knows his um, way around the league. You know, he's he's in the twilight of his career. He is he's ready to make that kind of move. Where's he playing right now? Uh, Denver. Denver. Okay, still in Denver. Mm-hmm. Sad that I have to ask that, but seriously. <laughs> well, he's been he's been talking about being shot for a few weeks now. Too. So yeah. okay, so I think the time is right. I don't know if the money is right. I don't know what you have to do to make that work. If you have to get shipped somewhere else, then waived, or you bring in a third team. Well, for something. someone for someone like him, I mean, he yeah, he would have to be traded to a team. Denver just needs to be looking if they're going to trade him, and he's going to get waived. He's going to be shredded for just salary, and that's going right. to be it. And he's going to have to go to a team where no one's going to want him, and they're going to buy him out. Yep. You know, so it's it's that one's kind of complicated. Is there anybody else? Do you think that they could? I think Ricky Rubio would be perfect for the sure. for the Cavs, but there's no way they're going to get him because he's still good. So <laughs> is he? He can't shoot, but he's still a good point guard. He's slightly above Rondo. Oh no! Yeah, current Rondo. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. I'm not. You're so I'm wrong. Not. You're so wrong. No. <laughs> No. Nobody is. Take that back. <laughs> okay, so if the Bulls get, uh, get Ricky Rubio, you're gonna be excited. I don't want Ricky Rubio. Right, but that's you know. I you know, but I I think I think he's he's still a starting caliber point guard though. Well, 
Well, yeah, depending on the team he's on, sure. Yeah. But I would do not think that he'd be perfect for Cleveland. Well, I think coming off the bench he would. Coming off the bench he would. You don't think he would come on. On that bench right now? Sure. Exactly. But this is what I'm saying. But the way Tyloo runs his point guards, I don't know. I don't, you know, I I don't know who you go after, but, you know. TJ McConnell. You know, there's my, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. The the Cavs are going to have to figure that well, out. Well, according to the Orlando Magic, Aaron Gordon's a guard, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's real? What isn't? Right. <laughs> you know? We don't know anymore. <laughs> I mean, I don't, you know, um, but the Cavs, they're going to have some decisions to make down the line. Um, trading, you know, assets for Kyle Korver was kind of a big, kind of a big gamble in the end, Dunleavy. really. They moved Dunleavy and... I don't even think Dunleavy, like, granted, I don't know their rotation by heart, but I don't know he played much there. I don't know if, yeah. No, he didn't. That's why yeah. they, they got rid of him. So, <laughs> so um, and Korver's still, still he's, what, uh, one year, two years removed from being an all-star? Mm-hmm. I mean, they have three current All-Stars and two former All-Stars on their team, which is pretty awesome. I look forward to J.J. Redick playing for the Cavs next year. That's, that's going to be good. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Would you get rid of J.R. for him? Yeah. Yes. Yes, you would. Yeah, yeah you always get rid of J.R. for J.J. <laughs> Redick. Always. Remember, like, that, like, day when he signed the offer sheet with the Bulls? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't, 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 don't bring that up, man. Uh, That's not even fun. So, Sean, I guess you can go ahead and say your, uh, your not loves this week. My not loves this week, since we're there, is the New York Knicks. Never <laughs> rolled, though. Three of ten. Oh, since man. Derek Rose will he's been on fire. That's, that's great, Tim. Yeah. I hope he keeps it up. Maybe he'll be in the MVP talk at the end of the year. <laughs> Maybe he'll get that max contract. <laughs> Maybe he'll get that max contract. <laughs> the one that you, me, and Alex all deserve. He's going to be God. playing in Philly next year. <laughs> if only Adidas knew that the return campaign would have been all of his trips to the hospital. <laughs> oh! Yeah, but uh, what what is it about the Knicks that really upsets you? <laughs> Correction, what about the Knicks makes you happy? <laughs> that's not your team? Por- Porzingis? <laughs> yeah, that's not your favorite team? I see I see Porzingis, and I'm just, I'm just really sad because he is... He's such a talent, mm-hmm. and he's one of the best young guys in the NBA, and I am just so... Just... I mean, they put this team together this year. Mm-hmm. They threw together this quote-unquote super team that was all past their prime. Mello, and, you know, we got Courtney Lee. I mean, it's... What, what's going on there, Tim? They're a mess, man. Like, it's the Knicks. Like, if they're ever... Not, so, I say this because... Do they, do they get rid of Phil Jackson this year? I don't think they will because I think they're afraid to. Because he's, he's Phil. He's Phil. You know, but he hasn't done a good job. No. Um, Greatest coach of all time, literally. If the Knicks weren't, you know, in New York, I don't think anyone would give a shit about them. They're the Philadelphia Eagles of the NBA. Like, they get all this attention, they get all this hype, and they don't do a fucking thing. I know. I, like, I've never thought it was fair, either. No, like, Everybody always not. talks about how New York is the mecca of basketball and everything, and... You know, there's two teams in New York now. And they're both terrible. And they're both terrible. And it's good for the league when the Knicks are good. It is, but like, when when was the last time that was? 
early 2000s, man. That was it. Yeah. Like, those, those, you know, and, and the Knicks pacers going back and forth from the 90s to the 2000s, that was the last time there was anything legit going on there. And unlike most Knicks seasons, they actually have a draft pick this year in the first round. Finally. Yeah. This is the first. Yeah. I mean, and it's, and, and you Not know that what? that was that long ago, but. You know, and they're, I, I, this whole, is Carmelo going to wave his, you know, his no trade clause or whatever? I don't know why he wants to stay there in the, in in this point. I mean, he still has a couple of good years left. He's not great anymore. No, he's not great anymore. I but still love his post game, but that's still got a great yeah. And but the thing is, the, the the you know, there's these these stories coming out that he will only wave it for Cleveland or Los Angeles. Okay, it makes zero sense on either of those teams to trade for him. Yeah, and um, that was gonna bring me to. You know how much I love Stephen A. Smith. How great I think he is at his job. I don't. Um, hey, he called the big three in Miami. He did. That was it. He yeah. did. He was the one who and Jay Farrell guaranteed did, it. Did an amazing impersonation of him on SNL yes. Weekend Update. Yes, I miss that. And it's true because, like, you know, like if you listen to Stephen A. Smith talk, I know him. He's a friend of mine. 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 It's, it's true. Like, it's true. And he's made it the really point, is. It really is like that. <laughs> he made the point on first take saying that he thinks Carmelo's. First off, he still thinks Carmelo is like a top ten offensive player in the league. I know he's well. He's biased because he likes teams in New York and sure. L.A. He's a Steelers fan for some reason. And okay. he's a Steelers, yeah, because they're good. Right. <laughs> yeah. And um, if you like them, you're a terrible person. Yes, I agree. <laughs> and so, and then he makes this point that he thinks he's like Carmelo's one to move his trade clause from Cleveland. Kevin Love is a piece that they can move like. This goes back to my thing with last week with the Clippers moving Blake Griffin for Carmelo. Why the fuck would David Griffin do that trade and be, like, satisfied? Like, I think as much as LeBron loves Carmelo and they're best friends, if David Griffin goes to his other GM and says, Hey, LeBron, I want to get Melo. Would you be cool with moving Love? I think at some point LeBron's even going to go, No. No. No, because... Kevin Love's too valuable to that team. Exactly. Kevin Love, like, Game 7 of the Finals. If it's not for Kevin Love, Steph Curry probably makes that shot. I mean, I, I'll have to... I'm, I'm also going to applaud Kevin Love's health. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, he was able to... <laughs> the fact that he was able to maintain health throughout the playoffs last year was just phenomenal. And he is so good with them. You know, like, especially this year. He, I mean, he might be reserve. Yeah, he's... I, I think and that's a credit to Lou over David Blatt. Yeah, because yeah. he kind of... Yeah, and I know we've talked about that before, too. So, I don't know, man. Like, I just... All these things that people bring up for Carmelo Anthony, like, they don't make sense because... I don't know where he goes from here. Honestly, like, like, I don't... He's not gonna... Does he become a spur? I mean, I don't know where he goes. Because we know that Carmelo Anthony is not gonna be okay with being on the bench anymore. Like, he's just not. Not right now. Two, three years from now, maybe. (laughs) It's gonna be a situation where, like... It's like Ben Gordon where he ends up on the Bobcats and all the photos of him at the press conference holding the Bobcats jersey. He just looks disparagingly sad. Nothing like when Julio got dressed by the Sixers and threw his jersey down. Yeah. Or uh, uh, the, the clip where Chris Kamen got traded and Eric Gordon, everybody got traded. Uh, <laughs> and they're all just sitting there like, mm, what are we here? I just, but yeah, like... I don't know where he goes. I don't know what makes sense. I don't know if he goes... You know, what would have made sense? Would Why have... do people want him? <laughs> Man, okay, I... If this was 25-year-old Carmelo Anthony, we'd be sitting here and I'd be going, okay. He's a, he's a top three scorer. Yeah. He's a top yeah, three the, scorer. I feel like 
Carmelo's style of play for the position that he plays, and I've said this before, I feel like just that position has evolved to where it's not so much left him behind, but he hasn't adapted to exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's it's frustrating because Carmelo, wherever Carmelo goes, that team becomes whatever the city that they play in, Carmelo's. Like, yeah. it's just like they're the New York Carmelo's, the, the Denver Carmelo's. And, and this isn't to say I don't have respect for him. Right. But And if you're building a franchise around 25-year-old Carmelo, sure. But it's a situation where I think the game has shifted just a bit too dynamically for him. And he's got his style of play, so he, and that style of play needs a specific kind of offense to go around it. I completely... And he's, he's not... He is a player now that you can put on your team to make them better... But I, he is not a player that I would ever, at this point in time, and in his at this stage in his career, obviously, would I ever build a franchise or an offense right. around. No. And you guys know I love USA basketball, so I'm always going to appreciate Carmelo <laughs> Anthony. And that's great. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, it is like, like I said last week, financial, if they can make it work financially, I would actually like to see him in OKC, not just because of tempers flaring. Mm-hmm. I think him and Russ could be good together. Um, if he takes the vaccine, no, that's a good. Exactly. No, that that's you know what that's a that's actually a great option. But is that worth I, Adams and Cantor or like Old Depot? Yeah, Old Depot. Or, I don't think it is. It's it's worth one of those guys. I would I think. put Adams for him because then you can plug Cantor right in there. Yeah, but, but financially, yeah, how does but, that work? But who plays backup after that? You're going to get a Sabonis. He's he going to play for them. Okay. Yeah, I know. I'm but just saying. I agree with where you're coming from there. Yeah. Um, He's so, like maybe they can go get Daniel Wharton again from like where he was playing for Manny Pacquiao's basketball team. Yeah, uh. we could do something. But I, yeah, I think that that might. I'm sure there's some guys in that big three league that want to go play. Sad, in the NBA sadly, you're right. I think that might be the best fit for him. Really, right now, a team that needs just, right a small forward. I mean, they wanted Rudy Gay. I mean, there was rumors and about that for their and he tore his ACL. So. But one thing about the Orlando or the the Thunder is they take chances. Yeah, you gotta give Sam Presti credit for that. Yeah, and I do, and mm-hmm. I do. Now they've done some. He's done some dumb shit. Oh yeah. Yeah, but that's like also when you take chances. Yeah, Jeremy Lamb. Yeah, <laughs> Jeremy <I> mean, Lamb. <laughs> but so, I think at that point he wouldn't. <laughs> the Thunder would not have been able to afford all of. No, them, now that they've all like reached the, no, their final get, form, but yeah. you get like those all those guys on like those like two three year deals. Yeah, you have that little run. Yeah, and I just don't know like that team now though together would win a title, and it's just I mean Mm-mm. you don't think so? Mm. I think I they know. would. Um, you don't you don't think Harden Westbrook and Durant all in the primes of their career right now with Enos Cantor. It depends, because if you remember at the time they went to the finals, not only did they have all those players, Scott Brooks ran a system that made sense for them. Yeah. Um, I don't really you know, know the X's and O's of Billy Donovan's system. I know it worked well in college. Yeah. And so far, so good for Oklahoma City. Yeah. Um, but, you know, how does, how does James Harden adapt to how Billy Donovan wants to run his team? How does, you know, we saw what Durant and Westbrook will do. Yeah. Um, but Harden <laughs> is kind of that X factor in that circumstance. Yeah, I think Harden regardless of the trade or anything would have broken away from Oklahoma City I do too like, it would have had to have happened yeah it would have yeah <clears throat> so yeah and I think that um, that's just been kind of the crazy type thing there too and it's just we went man we just we like YouTube surfs that where you go from like Kevin Love all the way to <laughs> James Harden yeah yeah but I mean it's a lot of good talk there 
and it's just making a lot of things interesting for sure. All right, so, you know, guys, with that being said, um, we catch on a lot of stuff at this week's show. It's been a lot of fun there, so let's talk game of the week this week. Um, a lot of fun ones, a lot of conversation here. We're getting to, we're pretty close to all-star break, so things are surely starting to come together in the standings. Yeah. Um, besides <clears> the AC in the West, that's still a crapshoot you know, with a lot of weird records, but anyone has a case there. Um, the big one, you know, I think I went with, and I know we include Cleveland and Golden State. We've tried our hardest to get away from that as much as possible. But this one, on Sunday, we've got Russell Westbrook and the Thunder going against LeBron James and the Cavaliers. And I am stoked for this because it is, you know, two excellent players, you know, two, one good team, one really good team. Um, Westbrook against Kyrie. Um, we might hear Westbrook say, thank you, Kyrie, and then deny that he said it. And <laughs> it's going to be fun because those two, I think, are the two top shooting point guards right now. Easily. And I want to see those two just go in a, go in a scoring contest against each other. That's what we want. I'm, <clears throat> I'm the dissenting opinion in the game of the week, and I'm putting the fun back in fundamentals on January 28th when <laughs> the Memphis Grizzlies take on the Utah Jazz. <laughs> jazz, jazz, jazz. Gordon Hayward, Rudy Gobert. Gordon Hayward, yes. Rudy I, Gobert. I, David Fisdale. Yeah, David Fisdale. I love Fisdale. Yeah. Um, I, I've talked many times on here how much I like the how much I like that Grizzlies team. And, you know, like I know the stats don't jump out of the board, but Vince Carter, man, 39 years old, put eight a game off the bench. Still got it on defense sometimes too. I know. And yeah, I like this. I like that team. I like both those teams a lot. I could see that, like, my NBA dream, a fan wish right now is that's the 4-5 series. Seven games of that would be yeah. so fun. You know, it, it's so funny, like, looking at the Grizzlies, like, in the standings right now. There's such a, there's such a difference between the, the seventh and eighth seed right now in the West. Mm-hmm. The Grizzlies are up uh, six and a half games over the Nuggets. That's that's a pretty big jump mm-hmm. yeah. from seventh the eighth seed. The Nuggets aren't going to catch them at all, and you know who knows who's going to you know get that. I, w- I would like to see the Grizzlies go up a little bit higher. Same here. You know, just kind of get that. I mean, I think they're pretty safe. I think they're a team that can make a move. Oh uh, oh oh, yes. I think people would want to play yes. for Fisdale, like. But I think the Grizzly strength lay in their continuity. That is true too. It does. It does completely. Like but Conley they, and Gasol have been excellent. They, I honestly think Memphis is secretly copying San Antonio's management style. It might be. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And you know what? Uh, I mean, they're doing okay. They're 26 and 20 right now. Yeah. Um, they've lost six of the last ten, but that's okay. You know, yeah. they're gonna be they're gonna be all right. And uh, yeah, I, they might. I could see them. Can they go get Stromas Swift again? Can he come back and play? No, oh. I don't think so. Damn. Sorry, Tim. I want more Stromas Swift. I I would I would feel more comfortable with the Grizzlies if they had another decent scorer off their bench. Yeah, I, I think. think uh, I mean, Vince. Let's not let's right not back down on Vince. He's great, but great maybe maybe. Someone who's a little bit younger, like a Dion Waiters type guy, who can just make some buckets. Yeah, because Zebo's played well for them off their bench. Yes, he has, and um, I, and and James kudos Anderson, to right? him for accepting that role. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be tough for Fizdale to walk in there and be like, "Hey, man, you've been in the heart of this franchise. We want you to play the bench." Yeah, you know what? If you want, you know, it's gonna keep the team together and keep them in the playoff race. You got to do what you got to do. That's a big sacrifice, but all right. Last thing before we leave. Yep. Who makes a move between those teams first, Utah or Memphis? Mm. 
Uh, I'm going to say Memphis. Yeah. I think they have more stuff that's movable. Like yeah. I said, I don't think they're too keen on breaking up that continuity. I don't think you're going to see like, Tony Allen going anywhere. Right. But... I could Memphis definitely has more movable parts and I think Sean bringing up like Dion Waiters and when you said needed another score my mind went to Oladipo so I think there's a lot of like movable parts and upgrades that team can make but also kind of still stay the same and maybe do may make a nice push in the playoffs or just get better for next year yeah yeah because uh Gordon Hayward's gonna be free agent this year yep and probably going to Boston <laughs> say that's, what I, that's what everybody's saying I think that's... it's unrestricted too he should be. Uh, I think he is. I'll check that. I think he yeah. is. Yeah. Let's let us know on next week's show. I don't. I don't. For Gordon Hayward. I. I, re- I really don't want him to go to Boston. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. I, it's gonna be unfair. Jay Crowder got upset when they were cheering for. Yeah. Him, yeah, for yeah. Yeah. I get it, and maybe he will. And Brad Stevens, man. Reunited. Mm, that's the missing piece. <laughs> yep. And on that note, we can go ahead and wrap up this week's edition of the Corner Three Podcast. As always, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to like us on YouTube. No, not YouTube. Hold on. Be sure to like us on iTunes. Uh, subscribe, review, you name it. Get you out on the corner3.net. Well, we have a lot of great episodes, including Kendall Gill and Ben Golliver and crew. Have a good week, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Be sure to add us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and check out our brand new website at thecorner3.net.